Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson, and welcome to our women's meeting. There are a group of women, and we'd like you to join us, that are endeavoring to walk in the kingdom of God, the power of God. The kingdom is power. We are endeavoring. We are putting down the flesh, and we are endeavoring to walk in the kingdom of God. I ask you to join us. Let's open with prayer. My heavenly Father, my heavenly Father, I thank you that we can come before you. I thank you that you hear our prayers. I thank you that your understanding is infinite. I thank you that you are the God above all gods. I thank you that you dwell in a light we cannot even approach unto, but you dwell with the lowly. Father, I thank you. Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And Father, my heavenly Father, grant us a spirit of grace, a spirit of grace, Thank you for a spirit of grace on this meeting. And I ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? In that armor of God that we put on, the last thing we pick up is the sword of the spirit. And it is sharper than any two-edged sword. Do you hear that? It is sharper than any two-edged sword. And you know what? It's the sword of the Spirit, and it's the Word of God. It's got two edges, and they're both sharper than any sword. Pick it up and use it, and quit being afraid. It's not time to be afraid. All right, if you will turn with me. I believe God wants to help us today to believe. I would like you to go to John 10. I'm going to say this verse again for the umpteenth time. All right, John 10, verse 34. Jesus says, it is not written in your law, I said you are gods. If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came. We're talking about the word of God here. And the scripture cannot be broken. It cannot. The scripture cannot be broken. You cannot change the word of God. You cannot believe it and it'll become of none effect unto you, but you can't change it. It cannot be broken. And when you put your faith in it, it'll fix your problem. Turn with me to Ephesians 1. I had no message. I woke up this morning with no message. Got up early, praying, had a wonderful time in prayer. No message. We we're sitting during the program, and, and Doyle's talking, talking away, and he's talking about Patty, and he's talking about these things. And I kind of looked up, and I said, I still don't have a message. It wasn't until the last song that God spoke something to me, and I started laughing. I think it was the second to the last song. All right, verse 13. In whom you also trusted. Talking about Jesus. Do you trust in Jesus? Do you trust in Jesus? Are you born again? You have to be. Jesus said, you must be. 
If you are going to get out of this alive, you must be born again. You must be. In whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth. The word of truth. The word of truth. Do you get that? The Apostle Paul is saying here the word of truth. The word of truth. I grew up at the latter end of a generation that was searching for the truth. And they searched for it with drugs. And they searched for it with, with, with sex, frankly. They searched for it in all different kinds of ways. In meditation. And, and I had a professor in transcendental meditation. Oh, glory. They were searching for the truth. Well, the truth is right here. The truth is in here. And the truth is in the next phrase. The gospel of yourself um, in whom after you heard the word of truth. The word of truth. Who was preaching the word of truth? Paul was preaching the word of truth. Jesus preached the word of truth. Peter preached the word of truth. All the apostles preached the truth. What was the truth? The gospel of your salvation. The gospel of your salvation. Your salvation. The gospel of your salvation. That is is the truth. What you see with your eyes is not the truth. What is the truth? The gospel of your salvation. What you feel in your heart is not always the truth. What is the truth? The gospel of your salvation. Not your neighbors all the time. Not your husband, your wife, your children. The gospel for your salvation. Your salvation and theirs. The gospel is the truth. It's the truth. So when you have to believe the gospel, you are believing the truth. Now, for some of you, you say, well, what is the gospel? Oh, thank God. I was one of those students that you had to explain it to me. That I wanted to know why. And once I knew why, I had it. But you had to tell me why. And I approached the word of God the same way. You know, I was brought up in a denomination. They said to me, well, there's just things you just aren't going to understand. That's because they didn't know the truth. That's because they didn't know the truth. They said, well, you're just going to have to, you're just going to have to believe this even though there's no explanation. They didn't have the truth. Do you know the wonderful thing about God? He calls it the mystery. The mystery of the gospel. And you know what? He'll give it to you if you ask him for it. And then you'll see there is no gray line. There are no clouds. There are no iffy areas. There are no gray areas. It's the truth. It's the truth. And you know the wonderful thing about knowing the truth? You've got something to stand on when everything else is falling apart. The gospel is the truth. It's the truth. Now, let's take a look at this. Verse 15. Moreover, brethren, Paul speaking, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, and which also you received, and wherein you stand. Why can they stand in it? Because it's the truth. And you know what? That, in, that truth endures forever. 
That truth will not end when the world ends. That truth goes on forever. And that truth has been here since the beginning of the world. That truth has been here before the world was even created and it'll go on forever. That is the truth and the truth is the gospel. The gospel is the truth and the truth is the gospel. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which you also received and wherein you stand, by which you are also saved, if, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. See, don't ever forget, you can believe in vain. But we don't want to do that. We don't want to be those that believe in vain. We want to stick with it until we get what we're praying for. Verse 3, 4, I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. How? That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That's the truth. That's the truth. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And he was buried. That's the truth. And he, was and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. There is the truth. There is the truth. And you say, well, how can that help me? Turn with me to Isaiah 53, and we'll take a look at the death, burial, and resurrection. You have to make a decision every day. And sometimes a thousand times during the day, you have to make the decision to believe the truth. You can't do it in the morning and then go about everything in another world in the flesh. It won't work. You have to stay in the truth. And it is a decision. It's a willpower. It takes your will to believe. It takes your will. And it also takes your will when you find yourself going off to bring it back and to believe the truth. The truth. I know that there are a lot of times here in the hallways. I'll be walking down the hallway and I'll say to myself, the truth is that Jesus died. He was buried and he rose again. The truth is not what I'm feeling not what I see. The truth is that Jesus died. He was buried and he rose again for me or for anybody else that needs it. Now, Isaiah 53. Let's begin in verse 1. Who has believed our report? Who's believed the truth? Do you believe the truth? Do you believe the truth? Who has believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry ground. He has no form. No form. Oh, that's beautiful. That is so beautiful. He has no form. God shows me, ministers to me, the gospel in pictures. He does in my head. That's just the way I think. I don't know how the rest of the world thinks, but that's how I think. I think in pictures. And he will reveal to me in the spirit a picture. And you know I can feed off of that picture for days. For days. And it ministers to my faith. 
and it builds me up and it strengthens me. And oh, when he ministers to me the gospel, when he ministers to me the truth, the truth, I can hang on to it. I can trust it. I can believe it. And it brings about what I need. Why? Because it's the truth. Because it's the truth. This gospel is the truth. You can hang on to the truth. All right? He has no form. No form. We heard in Psalm 22, every bone was out of joint. When every bone's out of joint, you don't have a form. Why was that man, that man without form? Because my sin and your sin was on that body. That's the truth. That's the truth. Your sins were on that body. That's the truth. So when you're walking in the way and, and the devil is at every corner and he starts condemning you for something you did, the truth is, the truth is that on that body was your sin. On that body was your sin. That's the truth. That's the truth. On that body, it was without form. Without form, every bone out of joint because your sin, your sickness, your disease, your weakness was on that body. All right? That's the truth. That's the truth. He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And that word is sickness. We hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Verse 4. The truth, surely, surely, he has borne our sickness. Surely, he has borne our sickness. That's the truth. That's the truth. What you're feeling and what you see is not the truth. The truth is, he bore your sickness. I will share with you during the last, last program, last Thursday, when I was ministering, I was telling the guys just before we started, I had to hang on to the podium because the power of God was working on me while I was ministering. Why? I had some symptoms that were not good. They weren't. They weren't good at all. And I remember when I first came out here, I said, you know, I'm going to minister something and I better believe it because I got some symptoms that aren't good. Do you know i broke through and the symptoms disappeared. Why? Because the truth is. The truth is. The truth is Jesus bore my sickness. That's the truth. That's the truth. Not what I feel, not what I see. I don't consider them. That's the truth. Now it comes, and I'll say this so that nobody gets confused. This is a faith-by-faith faith walk. You are not going to heal yourself or overcome cancer if you have not overcome a flu. It's grace to grace, faith to faith. So if you need to go see a doctor, you go. But you go with the truth. 
you go with the truth that Jesus already bore it, and you're going to get there. And you're going to get there. You go with the truth, and you do everything the doctor tells you to do. If you have to humble yourself to go to the doctor, that's okay. You know, God calls that the acceptable will of God. The acceptable will of God. He calls that the acceptable will. Doyle was having, a, what is it, his appendix ruptured. A man that hadn't gone to the doctor in years. And he realized he got to the point with his faith that he could not handle it. He couldn't do it. And he said, Father, if I don't go, I'm going to die. And you know what God told him? You know what God told him? I love our merciful, gracious God. He didn't say, well, dull, you unbelieving thing. You're just going to die right there. No. You know what the father said? It would be my acceptable will for you to go to the doctors. And he went. He went. And he is still alive today. Very much so. We walk. We walk in humility. But the truth is. The truth is. And we endeavor to get there. We force. Push. Use our will to get there. And if we have to go to the doctor. We go in believing the truth. We've had so many testimonies. Of people going to the doctor. With the truth with them. With the gospel. Humbling themselves, but God brings them through every time. And every one of them that I remember, the doctor would say, you have overcome, you have, you have gotten well faster than most of my patients ever. Why? They went with the truth. They went with the truth. They went with the truth. Now, it says, surely he has borne our sickness and carried our pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken of God, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. That's the truth. That's the truth. He was wounded for our transgressions. That's the truth. There's condemnation. That's not the truth. Condemnation is not the truth. The truth is he was wounded for our transgressions. That's the truth. That's what we trust in. That's what we set our will and hang on to. That's the truth. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement, the punishment, the correction for our peace was upon him. That's the truth. And in that peace is prosperity. In that peace is safety. In that peace is welfare. That's the truth. Our peace, the chastisement of our peace was on Jesus. That's the truth. That's the truth. When there is no money, you don't look at the no money. You look at the truth. And the truth is the chastisement of our peace was on Jesus. By his grace, he 
rich. That's the truth. I've shared the testimony about when I first got it in the, when I was working in a grocery store. And I needed some money. I needed to feed my family. And the only way I got any money was if I worked. And there wasn't any work. Sound familiar? There wasn't any work. They didn't have anything for me. I went to all the different departments. I needed some signs to make. None of them had any. And I would go down that aisle. I will not look at the situation. The only thing I'm going to look at is the truth that Jesus became poor, that I would be rich, that Jesus bore my poverty to make me rich. That's the truth. That Jesus took my poverty on the tree. That's the truth. And I wouldn't look at the faces that were telling me there were no signs. I wouldn't look at it. Oh, it's not easy. But when you get into it, oh, it's so much fun. Why? Your faith begins to rise. You know what faith is? Faith is the substance. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence. The evidence. The evidence is in here. The evidence of things not seen. Not seen. If you can see it, it's not faith. Got that? The evidence of things not seen. And I couldn't see any money. I couldn't see any signs. And I'm using this example because it's the, the, the most, the easiest to see. And I went to every department. And I went upstairs with two signs, I think. They were little signs. Uh, I think they were 8 by 12s. And I was making them. I was using my markers, I special markers back in those days for the grocery signs. And I was sitting there going, I will not look at what I seed. I will only look at what Jesus did for me on the cross. He bore my poverty that I might be rich. That's the truth. That's the truth. What I see is not the truth. That's the truth that he made me rich. Sure enough, toward the end of the second sign, I think there were two, there was a call on the, um, what do you call it, the, the, the speakers. Kathy, need to see you in produce. That was, the minister, that was the manager of the store, Bruce. We called him Napoleon. He was shorter than I was, but he ran that store like Napoleon. And I went down there, and he showed me all the produce signs. We're talking hours, hours. He said, you see all those? I said, yes. I want you to do every one of those over. You know, he was spending his own employee money to get those signs done again. He was putting himself out. You know, they, they, they get bonuses off of how much money they can save how much money they can keep labor costs down. But when he told me that, he was putting his labor costs up because they were going to have to pay me hours to make all those signs. You know what? Do you know what happened? Do you know what happened? I'll show you. 
Go with me to Romans 3. I'm going to begin in verse 4. God forbid. Yea, let God be true. Let God be true. Let God be true and every man a liar. And every man a liar. Let God be true. And verse 7. For if the truth of God has more abounded through my lie unto his glory. Do you know the truth that God will abound through any lie? Let God be true. It will abound through any lie if you believe it. If you hang on to it. If you set your will on it. That truth will abound through the lie. And when I set my will that I wasn't going to look at the situation, that there was going to be money, I didn't care how it came, then the truth abounded through my lie, what I saw, what I felt, and God came through. You know, for the, for the last 30 years, how many times I've had to walk that road and say, this is the truth. This is the truth. The gospel is the truth. Not what they say. This is the truth. Not how I feel. This, this is the truth. That Jesus died. That he was buried. That he rose again for me. All right, back to Isaiah 53. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. With his stripes. Oh, I have a picture in my heart, not my head, my heart, that God gave me about the stripes Jesus took for me. For me, that's the truth. That's the truth. Last week ministering, that what, the, what Galatians 3 says, that Jesus became the curse of the law for us. He became the curse of the law for us. That I didn't have to suffer because he took the curse of the law for me. He redeemed me. Bought me out, ransomed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse for me. Do you know the law wasn't even for me? And yet I was getting all the curses for it. Do you know as a Gentile, the law wasn't even made for us? But yet we want to follow it. It wasn't even made for us. We weren't even supposed to follow it. But what we want to, why? Because we like the curses of it. I don't. I'm a daughter of Abraham. I'm a daughter of Abraham. Are you? I'm a daughter of Abraham. I am not a daughter of Moses. I am a daughter of Abraham. And Abraham was 400 years before the law. 400 years before before 
the law and God called his believing righteous. Righteousness. His believing what God spoke to him. God called righteousness. Do you know what happens when we believe? We get that same righteousness. It doesn't come by the law. It doesn't come by where we're born or what we're born with. It comes by faith. The same faith that Abraham had. That's why we're daughters and sons of Abraham. Because of the faith. Not because of the DNA. Abraham was made righteous by faith. And you know what his righteousness, what he believed? So shall thy seed be. All the world shall be blessed in your seed. All the world shall be blessed in your seed. And we are blessed with faithful Abraham. You know what that seed was? Look it up in Galatians 3. That seed was not Isaac. That seed was not Isaac. The seed was Jesus. We are all blessed in Jesus. We are blessed with Abraham's seed, not Isaac, Jesus. Jesus. I am blessed in Jesus. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. You have to deal with a curse. The curse was broken when Jesus was put on the cross. He became a curse for us. That's the truth. That's how we believe. That's how Abraham believed. He said he considered not his own body, now dead. And God yet said that you're going to have a son. Abraham did not consider his body, now dead. And he didn't consider Sarah's womb, now dead. But he kept his heart, his faith on what God said. The truth. The truth of the gospel. You need money? The truth is, Jesus bore your poverty. You need healed? The truth is, Jesus bore your sickness and your pain. That's the truth. That's the truth. Well, I believed and it didn't work. Then you didn't believe long enough. That's all. Jesus said, he said, I would that you pray and not faint. Some of this stuff takes more than five minutes. Some of this stuff, ask Abraham, takes a lot longer. But Jesus said that you not faint. Not faint in what? Believing the truth. And that truth, that truth will abound through your condemnation. That truth will abound through your poverty. That truth will abound through your sickness. That truth will abound through your afflictions, through your curses. That truth will abound if you will stay with the truth. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. I get thanks, Father, I thank you. I get thanks, Father, I thank you. I get thanks, Father, I thank you. I church didn't say it. Society didn't say it. Jesus said it, and he said it to the leader of the Jews. 
He said, you must, must be born again. You must be. You cannot get into the book of life any other way but through Jesus. But through Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man can come to God but by me. You must be born again. It is not hard. Thank God it's not hard. You know what it takes? A little bit of humility. You know, it takes humility to realize you need some help because you're a mess. It takes some humility to say that, to do that. But you know what's wonderful? God comes to the person that's, that's, thank you, Jesus. To be born again. Just pray with me. Jesus. Jesus. Come into my life. Come into my heart. Lead me. Guide me. Become Lord of my life. Fix me. And I ask this in your name. Amen. 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 See you next week. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.